Hello and welcome to the Nostalgia Podcast. This is episode one, all about the Sesame Street General Store. This is a companion piece to our YouTube video that you can find on our channel called Viewist. We're going uh, more in depth than we did in the video, talking all about the Sesame Street General Store. My name is Wesley, and right across from me is... Cody. And uh, I'll just start by, I guess, talking about um, our experiences with Sesame Street. I think I might have... <laughs> more uh memorable experiences with it than yeah. you possibly i don't i i don't remember i don't really remember ever watching it i'm sure i watched it when i was you know like a toddler like when most people just pop their kids down from the tv for sesame street i don't really remember watching it to be honest but you can't get away from sesame street so i mean i'm just as i'm pretty familiar with it but for for you this was much more of a personal episode which you know i mean that's that's how this goes i guess yeah we're each kind of like picking our own uh topics that we want to really focus on and uh yeah uh i chose this as my first one because this is kind of uh when we had this idea it was the first thing that came to mind for me because did, did it's you so... get the idea because you remembered having the shirt was that what it was because um no i i yeah if you see the video i have a shirt that my mom had at the time but i didn't even realize that was a sesame street general store shirt mm -hmm. until okay. we were making the video and then i was like wait that's from the same like era let me check and sure enough on the tag it says sesame street general store but um no, I just like randomly remembered this because I've been going to the same mall since I was a kid. Like my dad worked at Rich's and we were in there all the time. So there was a Sesame Street general store there. And um, I'm going to just start calling it a Sesame Street store. I can't keep saying general. <laughs> it's way too long. It's ridiculous. That's why it failed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I was probably in there all the time as a kid because my dad worked at Rich's. And so me and my mom would go over there like waiting for him to get off work and just like hanging out and that's like the one store from that era that i remember going to all the time and i know they have a disney store there i don't know when that one opened at that mall but of course everyone's more familiar with the disney store yeah, the disney store still there in the same spot that's been in for like 25 years or something that, so that's so crazy to me that um disney is like the first one who did like the character based basically stores. the only one left yeah they literally are the only one left i feel like there's power of the mouse baby yeah it's like now it's bigger than ever basically you go in there and it's like marvel oh, and insane. shit it's insane like, now it's totally it's, it's a totally different like i remember going to the disney store when i was a kid so i have a different mall experience than you when i was a kid so <laughs> you have always lived within like 10 minutes of a mall when i grew up and i was around the age when the stores were open um i lived out in the boonies and the closest mall was literally 45 minutes to an hour away Oof. so <laughs> when i got to go to the mall it was like a special experience and i was excited but uh I, the mall that we would go to didn't have a Sesame Street store, so I never, uh, never went to one. Never, I didn't even know it was a thing until you mentioned it. Yeah, a lot of people didn't. But actually, um, I've been interviewing some people for an, another uh, episode of Nostalgia, and uh, they're all based in California. And a few of them have been like, "Oh, what other uh, topics have you been uh, doing?" And I told them about this, and everyone I've mentioned it to, it was only like two or three people, but they were all like. Oh, yeah, I remember the Sesame Street store. And I was like, oh, shit, maybe it was, I don't know if it was a bigger deal in California. Well, that's definitely where they had their most stores from what we, well, from what we could gather, because we still don't really know exactly, uh, how, exactly how many stores they had or exactly where every single store was. But yeah, there was like most were in California. 50, there might have been more than that at, after a while. At yeah. one point there was 50. Um, 
we, we should talk a little bit about our, our research process for this one, because I think this one was a lot different than what we've done after yeah, this. Yeah, this, this one is kind of wild because there's not anything about it online, really. Not a lot of stuff yeah. online that's, like, you got to dig deeper than just, like, a quick Google search. Cause, but it's what's weird about that is that it's, like, such a big brand. It's such a big mm-hmm. IP that you would think there yeah, would I mean, be, like, a lot of stuff about it, well, like, easily let's be accessible. Honest, it failed, so they really don't want people thinking too much about it, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, it's not like you can hide stuff on the internet either, but at the same time, the store, last store closed in 98, right? Yeah. So and in it was before, I mean, like, cell phones were in everybody's pocket, so there's not that many yeah. photos of it. That's why you see in the video it's and almost the, exclusively newspaper articles. And the internet wasn't as ubiquitous as it is now, so it was, oh, yeah. it was just a different era. But... uh the reason I wanted to talk about the research process is because we did this so differently. So we were basically just like grasping in the dark because we had no idea. This was the first episode. This was the first day we had. And we basically worked on it together. Uh, and some of the more episodes we've been working on more recently, we've basically been doing it on our own. Um, yeah, research-wise, for sure. But this one, we really did work together. And God, how many people did we message trying to get information about this? Oh, yeah. I, I completely forgot because... Uh... We the research process was like a while ago now, but I was messaging anybody that I could find on Facebook that ever worked at one of these stores. <laughs> we messaged people on LinkedIn, yeah. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. uh, where else do we message people? We send people emails. I heard back from one person. Yeah, and well, it was. It's just one of those things. Like we thought that was going to be the best way, and I guess now we know that trying to relying on people for information is just especially something that took place literally 20 something years like ago. this yeah because i was literally messaging a guy who's like a doctor now and he he worked there when he was like probably a teenager yeah and um he's the one who told me about the madeline Kahn video that they uh would show in the store i guess they had like a bunch of like sesame street vhs's like old school stuff and they'd let them play whatever they want and uh he would yep. play that one all the time but um yeah, he said him and all his friends all wanted to work at the Disney store in the same mall, but they got jobs at Sesame Street instead. But he basically just said, like, oh, it was cool. It was fun. Like, it wasn't uh, any more than that, really. And it, I'm sure he was just kind of like, why is this guy messaging me about this job I had when I was a kid? I but know. he's like a successful doctor now, so. Then you, then you had some experience with people like messaging you back and then completely blowing you off once you tried to get more information from them too that there was a couple people yeah that that. there was a couple like that um when i went on twitter i found like one person had mentioned the store and saying that they used to work there and i was like hello <laughs> hit me up and she never did. she did i thought she messaged you back once and then just disappeared. Some, somebody like that did i don't know the one our white whale that we weren't able to get was Gene Platten, who we, you see a lot of him in the video. And, and he's he, an old guy now. But yeah, he was kind of old but then. But we found him on like every social media platform possible. We found him on Facebook. We found him on LinkedIn. Twitter. Oh, yeah, he did he have did a Twitter. Have, he did have a Twitter. But I mean, he's, we don't even, and it, we didn't it even say something, it said something Sesame Street related on his Twitter. His, his Twitter handle was Big Bird Elmo, I think. That's so weird. But um, yeah, we like couldn't get a hold of him. I don't know if he's, I assume he's still alive. But we didn't find I mean, this is going to sound really morbid, but we didn't find any obituaries for him. So I assume he still if, is. If he's out there, if anybody knows him, hit us up. I mean, we'd, we'd still love to talk to him. I would still really love to talk to him because he seems like such a character. He seems like a cool guy. Yeah. And 
just from that one quote that we use in the video where he talks about um, how Sesame Street, the CTW, was like looking over his shoulder the whole time, like, oh, don't uh, screw up our brand, don't mess with our characters. And he's, they had to like approve everything. And he said uh, he couldn't even get up in the morning without them approving it. It just makes me think he's probably a real like funny guy. <laughs> I, I, maybe, but it, it's just so strange how it's everybody kind of like dropped off the face of the earth who was ever related to to it. I mean, I get it. He's, he's older now, so I'm sure he's been retired for a long time. Was this his last thing that he ever did? Did we find we, that out? I, I don't think so. I think he did a little bit after, but I mean... But was... before this, he was doing like, what was it? Um, was oh, man. Some he, store. He, it was a, a store that's kind of like Cook's Warehouse. That's, um, that's what I was going to say. Sim- it was like kitchen stuff, right? Yeah. I can't remember the name of the store. We have articles for it buried somewhere deep in our research folder, but... He, um, yeah, he was like the vice president of marketing. He basically, Gene Platten was like a career marketing guy. Yeah. And, uh, then he had some, then he had, did something in the toy industry. Um, he, it was oh, another yeah. toy it was store. Like a, it was like a learning based yeah, toy store. It was, it was exactly. like educational toys. It was like the kind so of, basically like this, except it was like generic. It wasn't Sesame Street. Yeah. And I think that closed. And then I think right after that is when he got hired to run. Cause he ran the Sesame Street stores as far as we can tell, like. He was the he was he's the, the guy. <laughs> he's the only executive actually to, from everything we read. We we went through dozens of articles and he was the only person ever mentioned as an employee of Sesame Street stores, right? Yeah, I I think you're right. They didn't everybody else they talked to was like a research analyst or like people in the mall or like yeah. people who owned the mall. But he was very active in giving quotes to newspapers. Oh yeah, that was the other person I talked to. I talked to the historian for the Costa Mesa Oh, so mall. The, the first mall that had I, a Sesame Street store? Yeah, the very first mall that had a Sesame Street store and I literally talked to the I did they call him a historian or an archivist? I think I they called him an archivist. Yeah, I who would think a mall would have an archivist? <laughs> yeah, it was the weirdest thing, but he literally, like, took his job seriously, too. Like, he was literally, like, looking stuff up for me. He literally found, like, the floor plans, and he was going to send them to me, but couldn't for legal reasons. Yeah. But I don't know if it was anything that was, it's like... South Coast Plaza Mall. It's the mall, by the way. And I guess gotcha, I guess it yeah. makes sense for them to have a historian or an archivist, because when we looked it up, they had been around... Uh, that mall's been around for a long time. They have, like, a, huge, a long history in that part of California, and um, speaking of that, we both messaged the mall. I messaged them when we first oh. started researching <laughs> it. I messaged them and uh, heard nothing back. I messaged them like in the middle of the business day. I was like, surely I'll hear back from them. I, you know, I just messaged their, um, emailed their like info at the name of the mall.com and uh, heard nothing back. And we're like, well, that must be a bust. And then you messaged them. And then literally within an hour of messaging them, <laughs> You heard back from them. I, I still don't understand that at all. And they must have several people check the emails or something, and probably somebody saw yours and was like, what is this shit? And then <laughs> I just got the right person. Maybe so. I We, we don't I'm know. I'm sure they have something better to do than talk to a couple geeks about the Sesame Street store that's not there anymore. <laughs> that was kind of a dead end, because um, we thought we were going to get something good from that guy, and we really didn't. I just mean, to let everybody know that we we really did cover all our bases. We really tried. We tried so hard on this one. Like the two of us were literally canvassing every inch of the internet, and we didn't even really find out. We probably had only a third of the information we ended up with before we found, uh, before we thought to start checking old newspapers. That was the most brilliant idea we could have ever hoped to get because just going on uh, newspaper.com with our lovely free trial we were able to find 
almost everything you see in here, like this is basically what made the video yeah, cause we had, possible. We had like two pictures of the Sesame Street store. We had a vague notion of a vague, just a vague notion of everything that like the, if we didn't, if we hadn't gone through. I don't even think we knew who Gene Platten was until we started looking at newspapers. I think we did. Cause, so, okay. So not every newspaper um, digitizes their newspaper and puts on their own website. So that's what newspapers.com does is they take papers that aren't already digitized and digitize them, and put them in a big archive. So I think we knew about Gene Platten because the LA times, you know, which is one of the biggest newspapers in the country, um, they do have all of their issues digitized on their website. So we were able yeah. to find that without going into the newspapers.com archive. So we did know who he was, but we knew nothing yeah. else. Once we got on newspaper.com, though, that's where we found all these, like, dope pictures of him, like, rocking sweaters. And he's yep. got all the, like, the Big Bird phone and shit. Yep. Like, they were really pushing the store, like, heavy. Like, every local paper that had a store, like, around there, they were like come to this store please and they they definitely um did a lot of syndication as in they as in they oh, got yeah, somebody like to write some an article the... and they sent it to local newspapers all over the country yeah a lot of times we ran into the same exact article posted in multiple a papers a lot of times yeah a lot of times i mean we were reading papers from like minnesota and like wyoming like just like places <laughs> that didn't even have the stores like i don't we never found any evidence that there was like a store in wyoming but i know we came across a paper in wyoming like three times that had mentioned it so that's that's another thing we, we would just we would go down a path thinking we were going to find something and we would just kept hitting brick walls because there's no information about it online we found their um their trademark we tried, was oh, like, okay, yeah. maybe we can find out who filed for the trademark, but because it's done by a corporation, corporations can hide their info on trademark applications so that you really just see. We found the name of the lawyer who filed the trademark with them. I forgot about, didn't you message him? We, or messaged, the, we messaged the lawyer, never heard back from him. So I forgot about just how <laughs> in-depth we went. We, we probably were. We really tried. We that's, probably went a little too far with that's like, overdoing people, it. But. I don't know what he even could have told us. And he could have led us to somebody. I don't know. I, well, I mean, he's a lawyer, so he really couldn't have told us anything, I suppose. But that's true. you never know. We, we, we tried everything. But really, <laughs> almost all the information we have came, comes from newspapers. So thank God for printed newspapers. news. <laughs> Because we would know nothing. Um, even the one like high quality picture we have, we had to. It was a stock photo that we had to buy. Yeah, I don't know who's. We're probably the only people who have ever bought this stock photo. Yeah, I guarantee. I guarantee. I guess. I guess that guy goes on to his um his account on this stock photo website and was like, "Wow, somebody made one purchase of my picture ever." Because <laughs> it was us. I want to know who the hell took that picture. Why they took that picture? It's like the only like high quality image yeah. that exists of this place yeah and if you're if you're listening and maybe you've already watched the video it's the picture of the uh the woman with her kid and is she in a stroller her click over to it we have a we have it up on the screen here she's, she's just carrying, holding she's, her kid yeah, she's holding her kid looking at the uh oscar the oscar uh, the grouch animatronic mm -hmm. you got the big bird holding up a sale sign so that's like really the we had like two photos of the store and only one of them was high quality it's just so strange that all of these malls had these stores and nobody ever took any kind of pictures of them and post them online. And as far as I can tell, now I almost want to go look at. I'm sure we went on his page or whoever posted the stock photo because mm -hmm. how did he just take one of the outside and he didn't take any inside? This is like the only picture on his stock photo account. He didn't have any other pictures on his whole account. So <laughs> what this the hell. I mean, um, I, how much was this photo? Um, fifty bucks. Wow. Well, that, that was, was that was the budget. Our yeah. whole budget was this yeah. one photo. Yeah, we but... we literally blew our entire budget for this video on a photo. But that's how it goes. <laughs> it was worth it. This is 
a nice, nice clean photo. Yep. Probably the only one that exists. It, it might be. And we, we really thought we were going to find video and we just couldn't. It's so different now because like people just film in every store. Like, oh, we got every the Sesame Street subreddit and every, all the Facebook groups. Everybody would have photos and pictures up. Like, oh, look what I got today from this store. But yeah, it's different but, now. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's kind of what this uh series we're doing is all about though is like going into stuff that like wasn't really recorded in history very well <laughs> like yeah there was no cell phones then so people just you go to a store you don't think like let me take out my camera and <laughs> make yeah. sure i get a picture of this i i s wouldn't be surprised if there's a picture of me at this store somewhere but I have no idea where because I remember the Oscar the Grouch I'm pretty sure I remember I don't know it's all this like weird like faint memory you know like when you're a kid and you because I mean, you would have been what what year um click over to our articles here so we're, we're, we live near Atlanta um and we're trying to what year was it that uh 93 is when the store opened in Atlanta yeah and, and I you uh, weren't even born yet when that opened no I was born in 94 so was, I was young. You were really little. And the stores closed in 98, which when you would have been like three or four years old when they closed. So I just so, have like a faint memory of like, like weird a toddler Sesame memories. Street store. Yeah, like stuff where you think you like dreamed it or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just remember like a bunch of plushes. Like they had a shit ton of plush characters, like weird characters. Like I remember when we were doing more of the research and looking at like the shirts and stuff. Yeah. Um, There's like more obscure Sesame Street characters on there. And you were like, who is this? <laughs> I was like, oh, that's uh, Telly. That's uh, Harry Monster. That's You're like, what? I was like, Prairie Dawn, uh, um, the amazing Mumford. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's you like... proved your point. You're a, you're a huge Sesame Street nerd. Okay. <laughs> it's just it's just funny because like back then they weren't that obscure. They were more like like Prairie Dawn is literally like in that intro for uh, Sesame Street in the '90s. Yeah. But now I don't even know if she's on there at all. They have like Abby Cadabby and shit now, like that. It's on now. HBO now, right? So it's... yeah, they. I don't know how much they use some of these like more obscure ones, like the two-headed monsters. I don't remember their name. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's too bad. But uh, yeah. The one thing this store didn't have is Muppet stuff. Apparently, they did not have um. They didn't have the merchandise rights, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that was it. And I was a I'm always a big Muppet guy. There was one article we found that mentioned a Muppet stuff store, but that I don't know if that is an actual thing or not or maybe they meant the sesame street store i don't know it was this article about the hanna-barbera store and it was um all these people talking about this one mall that had a hanna-barbera store and a disney store and they were like i don't think you need both <laughs> it's like can we talk about the lack of foresight in some of these articles that we found oh my god it's uh, it's, it's so it's, funny it's to look truly back hilarious. at stuff this it's like people uh I don't want to name names, but we do name names in the video. Retail analyst St Sarah Stack. <laughs> I wonder what happened to old Sarah. We never could find her. We looked her up because we were just curious whatever happened. Um, I mean, to be fair, I see why she thought the way she did. Because she said she said um, she thought that this would be bigger than the Disney store. Because the characters were just as well known or whatever. And to be fair, they are just as well known. I think they still are just as well known. I feel yeah. like you go up to anybody any age they're gonna know big bird and elmo as much as they know mickey mouse yeah i would think I, but I, I would assume so 
I I don't know. That's maybe if they had if Sesame Street had had the rights to sell Muppet stuff too, and then get like even more uh, IPs under their belt, they might have stood a chance. But I don't know. Disney just had too much. Sesame Street's one show. Disney had like every movie that they were pumping out at that time. And well, there was also that period. And I want to say it was probably right around the time that this store closed in the late 90s, early 2000s, where um, toy stores just couldn't stay open. Yeah, that's so true. So I think that was just a big part of it. I think there was just a, a cultural shift at that time where kids weren't buying like toys like that as much. I, I don't know. Maybe that's... I don't know. We kind of missed out on uh, some of the like big toy waves like uh big crazes like ninja turtles and stuff i mean i was big into ninja turtles at a time uh as a kid but i was kind of like um after the fact it was like renting it from blockbuster and stuff i wasn't like alive when <laughs> it was hot at the time or uh like he-man i remember getting like the he-man and ninja turtle toys that were like re-released that didn't look like the classic ones they were like the new like edgier ones mm, yeah yeah, so we missed a lot of, like, the big crazes, stuff like that. Um, I mean, Tickle Me Elmo was hot. I don't know if they sold uh, Tickle Me Elmo's at the Sesame Street store or not. What but... year? I think Tickle Me Elmo would have been after. Oh, it was 90s. Was it? Yeah. Surely they were selling it. They had to have. I would think but so, because that was kind I of, feel like, like, the thing. I just think that Toys R Us was where that craze was really happening. Anyways, you know, people were going to... I just think people didn't think of stores like this as the place to go to get that, like, hot toy. Yeah. Like, you know, that's this is like the place when you're at the mall already doing something else. You just bring your kids to... Yeah, it's just like a novelty thing. Yeah. Except for there were some malls that had this, a Warner Brothers store, and... Um, a Disney store. A Disney store. That might have been the South Coast Plaza Mall yeah. that had all of those. And that actually kind of makes sense to have... All of those because like grandma's looking for a birthday gift for her grandkids. Yep. Like literally just go down the row and look at all of those. Yep. I'm kind of salty that I never got to go to a Warner Brothers store or a uh, Hanna-Barbera store. <laughs> I think there's even less info about the Hanna-Barbera store than there was about It was this. open a shorter time for sure. Yeah. And uh, that's that's too bad. Um um, the Disney store was crazy though. I wish I could have used more footage from that, uh, opening. <laughs> With the dancing Mickey and Minnie. And yeah, they had like that dancing Mickey and Minnie, but then they also had like, um, was it Christy Yamaguchi? Was that the one who was there? It was, <laughs> they had like a few people that came to the opening, like just random people and they were going all out. They had like a performance from like Bear in the Big Blue House and shit. <laughs> like it was no joke. And I don't know when that's your competition. There's really I do wonder if <laughs> there's uh, no chance. We 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 like I said we don't know a lot about the behind the scenes aspects and the business aspects of the store because uh, other than people who worked there, I don't know where we'd get that information. I mean, really, Gene Platten himself would probably be the only guy who still has that information. But yeah, it, I just it makes you wonder if there was just an issue with how much Sesame Street was invested in it, and or did Sesame Street. The company, which uh, back then would have been Children's Workshop. Children's Television Workshop. Children's Television Workshop. Now they're the Sesame Street Company, I believe, or something like that. Or Sesame Street Workshop, I think is what they're called. Yeah. Um, I I do wonder if maybe they meddled too much in 
into it you know i mean yeah that's possible i mean it sounded like they were very like uh hands-on with it and um making sure they approved everything but like it sounded like everybody was really like took this seriously and they like they didn't want to just like slap anything like sesame street on anything and sell it they said it had to have like entertainment value or education value they didn't want it to just be like some crap like (laughs) i was reading an article about the hanna-barbera store and they were like uh interviewing people that were there and they were like oh this guy bought a scooby-doo whistle and i was like who goes to the mall and just buys a whistle <laughs> like i it was the 90s times were different <laughs> <laughs> that's true but um i don't know at least the sesame street store seemed to cater to like all people as well like it wasn't just like kid stuff it was like but we also read like that the article watches and stuff we also read the article about the mom complaining that her kid would just take off into the store and she would lose track of it yeah, because that was funny <laughs> I, I, and you know as funny as that is i think we show that article on screen in the video so we don't we won't dive too deep into it um that they actually like redesigned their stores so that they were yeah that, like, I mean, less appealing they, like what, what you... <laughs> I, I don't know if it was less appealing but it was more open for sure i mean that's what they said i don't know was that their downfall <laughs> and i wonder if it's one of those things where maybe kids were too busy like playing with the stuff in the store to really look at the toys and convince their parents to buy it or that's true it sounded like there was a, i don't remember a lot of stuff to like play with because i mean i just remember like the plushes and stuff but yeah just from what, what i was reading and like what we included in the video it sounds like there was like just tons of stuff to do like i'm sure parents were like enough is enough after a while with their kid just like so. running around in there there are also some uh good um quotes from people at them <laughs> at the mall um i don't know if you remember this one about uh this lady and her four and a half year old son she <laughs> the, these newspaper articles crack me up because they're i guess trying to get people to go to the store but um It says she spent $66.56 on items in the Sesame Street General Store, including a colorful alarm clock for, quote, the big boy, she said. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So he can wake up on his own when he starts preschool at Waverly Elementary School. Her favorite purchase was a book bag in the shape of a school bus with Big Bird as the driver, but not Travis. Quote, he doesn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's like... They even said what school the kid is going to. That's, that's a specific that's reporting. That's a little screwed up. But also, like, who cares? Like, why? <laughs> like, who, why are they doing just, like a profile on this kid named this four four year old Travis, aka the big boy? <laughs> <laughs> I just like that they included that. They were like, the mom clearly said he is the big boy. <laughs> it's I, I so bet that, funny I bet that reporter went back to his editor and was like, oh, we can cut out the part where she calls him a big boy. And then the editor was like, we're putting that shit in. Like, <laughs> this sells papers. <laughs> Apparently he was paying more attention to um, the Oscar character and waving goodbye to him. And he didn't like, I just like that they included, he didn't like the book bag. <laughs> and he's like, I I mean, I guess the newspaper doesn't care if people go to the store, but I'm yeah. sure someone from the store read that and they were like, hey, <laughs> freaking Travis. <laughs> Everyone's a, a critic. Big, he's not a big boy at all. <laughs> um, uh, the events that they had at the uh, store, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I don't remember them having any uh, at the one we near never me. found. We never found any announcements for the one near us. So Yeah, but the why. fact that Roscoe Orman that played Gordon was at one, that's 
pretty damn cool, the fact that they actually got someone who was on Sesame Street. But the question is, did people actually go... I wonder. Yeah, well, I read the the ad, I think, said he was going to be there at two separate times, and he would be there for an hour, like, just an hour. Yeah. So, I don't know if it was one of those things where people are, like, lined up around the mall, like they're about to go see Tiffany or something. I mean, what did, Russ, what did Roscoe Orman have going on at the time that he... Sesame Street, that's it. Yeah. I think... Is he he's still alive? I think so. I don't know if he's still on Sesame Street. A lot of those guys still are on Sesame Street. You see him yeah. at the, like, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade every year, and you're like... Damn, he was on Sesame Street when I was a kid. He's still doing it. Yeah. But good for them. I mean, they're making money. Like uh, Carol Spinney that did Big Bird and Oscar just retired yep, I this, saw that. this past year. A lot of the voice act, a lot of people do the voices and the puppeteering are starting to leave as well. So yeah. it's like a whole and, new group coming in. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't remember who all, I mean, Carol Spinney obviously would have been part of it at this point when the stores were opening. But obviously this is... Uh, post Jim Henson, yeah. so um, I don't know. It's uh interesting. It makes you wonder, like, if uh, a store concept had happened when he was alive, like, would it have been different, or would he have like gone for it at all? Like, yeah. I, part of me thinks maybe he wouldn't, because it's a little too commercial. But I know, I well, they had Sesame Street merchandise before then. I think mm-hmm. if it if it was handled in like a graceful way, which I would say it was, that he would probably be down for it but who's to say but there's some alternate timeline where we get a store in the mall that's still open today with muppets and sesame street uh there's like i said we just we have actually i mean i know we made a whole video but we really do have such a just a lack of information about this place like really after about 96 like all information just yeah, dries all, up. All of the reporting was more like this store is opening now. Like get over here, it's so exciting. But then, I don't know. Nobody uh, makes an article about a store closing unless it's like a an institution. And I guess this just just didn't quietly yeah. disappeared, and it wasn't really anything to it. I do wonder um, what exactly happened. But well, if anybody still. Is around um, around who can get us in contact with Gene Platt, and we'd love to talk to him because I'm sure he knows. Obviously, yeah. I mean, he, or he anybody who like worked uh, at one of these stores who might have more info and isn't just I, like. I mean, <laughs> usually employees like that aren't going to know much. So if they like were a manager of a store, maybe, but who knows? But we don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was. I mean, this was interesting because, like, like we said, this was the first one we we worked on it really pretty much solidly together. And God, how long were we? Did we work on the research for this? I mean, oh, a like, few months. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, we've kind of streamlined the process since then. But it was. Uh... It's just so wild that uh, something that was like such a big deal when it opened, yeah. like, like <laughs> basically how everybody has like a streaming service now. You know how everyone's like fighting to have their own <laughs> streaming service. It was like everybody was fighting to have their own character retail based retail store like everybody was like get our characters in the freaking mall right now <laughs> and it was like a race to the top but uh yep i don't know what can you do yep. some some went better than others i think this definitely did better than some stores probably yeah. i mean the fact that we couldn't find anything about <laughs> the others but to be fair it's probably hard to type in Hanna Barbera store and find <laughs> anything about it but uh i mean i'm happy with everything that we found but 
this one this one definitely left us wanting more and maybe there's a chance that we could revisit it in the future if something ever comes up but i just yeah if there's any more out there but um yeah yeah it's a it's a shame it doesn't exist anymore though because i always remember liking it as a kid oh i know you'd still be in there once a week if it it was open (laughs) i know you oh for sure and, uh, you know they'd be carrying Sesame Street pops. <laughs> oh, they they definitely would. Funko has made a, a some pretty good uh, Sesame Street pops actually, and yeah. they, I can already imagine they would have like Sesame Street General Store exclusives and that kind of thing. Yep. But uh, now you can buy all the Sesame Street stuff on um, eBay. There's a including few... an Oscar the Grouch occasionally pops up on there, like the yeah. actual Oscar the Grouch animatronic. Yeah, there was an actual animatronic when we first started researching. I don't. I don't see it on here anymore, but um, I, I don't remember how much it was, but that thing has to be huge and heavy. I don't sure. know. I want to know how some of these people ended up with one. There's that one video we used. Know. If you go and watch the full thing, he really like looks inside it and shows off the mechanics and stuff. And I do wonder um, <laughs> the poor like employees who had to like do maintenance on that thing, because <laughs> I'm sure kids were just like smacking it and hugging it and whatever else i know the guy i talked to who's a doctor now that guy said uh he didn't remember there's like popping out of the trash can he just like sat there so he's broken basically (laughs) and just talked (laughs) they're probably a lot like that but um yeah how often do you see animatronics in the mall just like hanging out like i said it was a it was a very different time i just don't see like this kind of thing just they wouldn't do this kind of thing anymore like businesses don't take this kind of like yeah what's the last uh like um like movie or (laughs) uh thing like that to have its own store exclusively for that like like, i said the only one i've ever remembered that i've ever seen was disney stores so i mean like yeah yeah, you if you go to like a park that has is because like we have six flags near us and don't they have hanna-barbera characters and you can go and buy it yeah they have stuff like that and then um uh, we also have the CNN Center down here, and they have a CNN store, and they have a Cartoon Network store. Yeah. But that's, like, exclusively at the CNN Center in Atlanta. I don't think that's anywhere else. But, no, there's, there's been nothing like that. I mean, Yeah, now the only, like, Sesame Street store you can go to is, uh, like, at SeaWorld, I think, or Busch Gardens or both, something like that. The, only, now, the thing that makes sense, just from a business standpoint these days, just put it in Walmart and Target. Like, that's where people are going anyways. Well, now I think, like... The what you have now is like Think Geek in the mall is probably like yeah. the closest thing. To... Honestly, malls are kind of a dying thing, anyways, yeah. in a lot of places in America. That's so true. it's, it's just I don't know. Around Christmas, around Christmas time, they're still packed. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. That's true. <laughs> but uh, I just think if you can limit the amount of like you don't want somebody to have to make a separate trip to go to your store these days. Like they don't. Yeah. Like, so you either put it in a mall or you just put your product in a in a big well-established store like Walmart. And yeah. I think that's that's why I, we don't I see think this even, anymore. Even if this store had lasted like a little bit longer, it still wouldn't be around now or it would no. be closing now. Like if Toys R Us can't make it, then yeah. this especially, definitely couldn't Especially have. now because uh, I, I don't think Sesame Street is as – because it's on HBO especially, I just don't think it's as ubiquitous for small children yeah. anymore. I, I mean you still see Sesame Street in the news sometimes when it's just like uh, – little things like maybe they'll have like a video that goes viral or they'll uh yeah i know i heard when they added like um the character who has autism there's like a little girl mm-hmm. yeah. uh puppet on there who has autism and uh that's when you'll like see them in the news and stuff but and like the macy's parade every year but you mm-hmm. don't really i mean we're also not 
toddlers, so we don't watch it that often. Yeah, so. I'm not checking my, my news daily for they, Sesame Street announcements or anything. They are doing some cool, like, merchandising stuff still. They, uh, Sesame Street and Muppets both have gotten into, like, the hype beast stuff now. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Kaws, K-A-W-S, if I'm mispronouncing that, uh, my brother's gonna be embarrassed. My brother's a real, like, hype beast. He got me <laughs> one of those sweatshirts for, uh, uh, Christmas, and... I think like Pharrell used to wear those and yeah. it's like that little character with like the X's for eyes and they came out with all these sweatshirts and uh, shirts and stuff that have Sesame Street characters with the X's for eyes. Mm. They low key kind of look dead, but <laughs> they also came out with plushes with the X's in the eyes and that's pretty cool. So, and that's another reason why it wouldn't be around is online. Yeah. Like there's no reason to open a brick and mortar store these days really unless yeah. unless you have a specific type of product but for this kind of thing just put it on online. That's the best way. I think if more people knew about this some of that uh Sesame Street general store like uh actual merch from back in the day would be going for a lot with the hype beast crowd. Like I know. there's a bomber jacket on eBay right now that's dope like with denim and everything. Mm -hmm. But uh yeah, that's really the only thing i've seen i mean you still see like sesame street toys around but there hasn't really been like a yep. tickle me elmo craze or anything yeah but it's, like i said it's just different and yeah. I, I, I think yeah. i mean that just happens when something becomes a staple it's hard to like get people excited about it again it's one of those that's things true. that's it's always been around and people just assume that it always will so mm -hmm. they're not like looking for it you know like yeah. you see big bird in a store and you're just like oh and i cool. wonder if that's part of why it's just so hard to find information about it online yeah because it's just one of those things like if you see big bird in a store you see like snoopy or mickey mouse or whatever you're like well yeah of course they're gonna be there like yep. that's they're everywhere well like we said if anybody has any information that we didn't cover in the video or this podcast we'd love to hear We'd love to hear about it. Yeah. You know, hit us up on any of our social media because uh, we're... If, uh, if Gene Platten is your grandpa, <laughs> please tell, if you're... tell him that we want to talk to him. Yeah, if you're, if you're a little Platten, we'd love to, we'd love to hear. We, and we just, you know, like I said, this was the first, so this one's kind of near and dear to our hearts, and we'd love to hear more about it if you, if you guys know anything. So feel free to, feel free to let us know, or if you, if you have any merch, that'd be awesome. We'd love to see pictures of it, too. Oh, yeah, definitely tweet us some pictures of merch at uh, viewist, viewist prod <laughs> short for viewers productions because that is too long for twitter but yeah, yeah um, you can, so you can send it to us on, on twitter or tag us on instagram anything yeah definitely because i i thought i had more merch from this place but i really only had um the shirt i remember getting some figures that had like numbers with them mm-hmm and they had like grover and the count and all that i literally like can remember them in my head but i'm couldn't find yeah, them. There's there's really not much left out there. So I think a lot of people, you know, either got trashed as things happen, that happens as you get older, or people still haven't still use it, or because there's not that many things listed on eBay is what I, is what I'm trying to say. Right now there really isn't. There was a sign on there for a while, like another one of those general store signs. But right now I'm only seeing like some mugs, um, one of the bags <laughs> for yeah. three for three bucks or best offer. Yep. Um, some watches. Uh, that's really it. But um. Yeah, they they really did have some cool stuff. It wasn't just like cheesy shirts and stuff. It was like actually pretty cool. Yeah, it just happened to be one of those things that was basically destined to fail. Like there was no other way that was going really. So yeah, it's true. But you can still go to the Disney store. Yep. I mean, I guess it's better than the alternative. Disney could have bought Sesame Street. <laughs> That's true. And we've seen what they've done with the Muppets. They, <laughs> it's like they regret purchasing them the way they treat them. But, yeah. 
Well, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, let it, if you have any information or want to talk to us about it anymore, feel free to find us on any of our social medias. Yeah, uh, hit me on, up. We're on Instagram, Twitter. You can find Wes and I both on both of those platforms as well. Um, mm-hmm. We just we we loved here. We loved reading about all this. It was very interesting. We'd love to hear more about it. So. And I love talking about Sesame Street with anybody who wants to talk about it. <laughs> yep. Definitely hit us up if you have any info, any pictures, and uh, tune in for the next episode of Nostalgia. Yeah, uh, <laughs> featuring featuring epics. That's a little that's a little sneak peek for anybody who's, who's yeah. I was about to, the to end. say give a give a little teaser. That's uh the one Cody picked for the next one, and it's uh it's pretty wild as well. Yeah, so be looking looking out for that soon on YouTube. Uh, so follow us there if you haven't already. And then there will also be a podcast. So subscribe to those uh, or keep an eye out. And we'll catch you guys next time.